Today's episode is brought to you by FindDix, the industry's most advanced leasing and application software. Stop wasting your time examining pay stubs and calling previous rental references. FindDig's advanced bank linking tech instantly verifies income, rental payment history, and identity right alongside credit, criminal, and eviction reports for less than you're probably paying now. Start making faster, smarter leasing decisions today by visiting findigs.com backslash Jason to schedule a 10-minute demo. Again, that's findigs.com and findigs is F-I-N-D-I-G-S dot com backslash Jason. Hello again and welcome back to the Jason and Keely Project. Again, thank you so much for always checking out the show. If you like what you hear, go over, give us a ratings and review. It doesn't have to be five stars. Hit us for a review. We want to hear what you like, what we can bring more talent and value to you. But today we've got an awesome podcast. I'm super excited to dive in with Chris Noggle. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Hey, man. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, thank you for being here. And Chris is up in Buffalo, New York, so we're just having the talk track that we're both pretty much still uh, pent up figuring out that next step. But we're we're figuring out today because we got a lot we could talk about. Chris is the co-founder and CEO of Flipout Academy, founder of the Money School, and his goal is to be America's number one money mentor through his work within the Money Multiplier. And Chris is also a recession-proof financial plan, which we'll definitely dive in today because this would be great. Which creates opportunities at a time when most people see obstacles. So, Chris, thanks so much for coming on. I'm you know, to start it off, I, I see this point about being America's number one mentee, uh, money mentor. And a lot of people can use that, right? Because it, it doesn't, in most points, uh, we, we focus on a lot of education, but we never focus really on how to use that in terms of our own potential finances, right? And right. so what is, what constitutes a, a great mentor? A great mentor is somebody that actually just gives you the truth, speaks upon you know their failures and how how money. What I do is I talk about how money really works from a standpoint of what hasn't worked for me in the past, and then what I've learned from billionaires and multimillionaires that I've followed around for the last six years, and learning what do the wealthy do with money that's different than what we're taught. So a little bit, you know, you don't know much about my past, but I was a high-level financial advisor, uh, hence why I know so much about New York City and in New Jersey. I was right down at 51 Madison for 14 years of my life, working in and out of those offices there uh, close to Wall Street. But um, everything I learned as an advisor, you know, it was all great stuff, stocks, bonds, mutual funds. But also when I when I ended up retiring from that industry in 2018, because me and my wife got a show on HGTV, I really, you know, I normally have a red pair of glasses. I took the rosy colored glasses off and I started to see you know, not only in my own life, but I was just like, you know, everything I've been taught to do, to, to advise on was all self-serving for the financial world and the financial industry. And I don't mean to, you know, I'm not trying to disc, you know, credit any advisors or any of Wall Street's firms, but you know what? If you dig deep enough, you're going to see that it's, it's a big lie. It really is. It's a big manipulation and, and too many people are getting hurt by it. So being America's number one money mentor means going out and teaching people how to take back control of their money. That's really what it is. Where do most people go wrong? I, I, I would, would you say that childhood, the upbringing that it's just not instituted because potentially their parents or their teachers aren't financially savvy? Is that usually where we first see the um, people start to derail their future? Yeah, I mean, think about it, right? When, when you were growing up, what were you told about money? Well, a lot of people were told, let's not talk about money, right? 
money's kind of like that thing we don't talk about. Don't ask people how much they make. Don't ask people what they do with their money. It was like a forbidden. But not only that, what else have we been taught our whole lives? I remember being a young kid and my grandmother, who you know was working into her retirement because they didn't save enough, always told me, Chris, when you get a job, make sure you put as much as you can into retirement plans. You know, so that's what I was told at a young age. So when I got into the workforce, what was I doing? I'm like, all right, you have a 401k. Great. Is there a match? Great. How much can I put in? That's what I did. But think about what we really do when we're, we're doing that. Like what we've been taught our whole life is to give up control of our dollars, but not just give up control of our dollars, give up control of our most valuable dollars. Our dollars are worth the most today. They always have been and they always will be. They just printed $2 trillion and you're gonna print more. If you don't think, like one thing people don't understand is inflation. They just think, oh, inflation, yeah, that means milk's more next year. Why? Well, it's because when they print money, it steals its value from your current dollars. So literally every day, your money's worth less. So what are we taught to do? We're taught to put money in employer-sponsored retirement plans where that money sits until 59 and a half. And then we take that money out and those dollars we take out are weaker dollars. The other thing that happens is do taxes go up or down? they go up. So we take that money out and we literally have compounded the tax the whole time. Hopefully we've grown our balance, but right now a lot of people aren't growing. They're going down because this is the COVID crash, right? And I know a little bit too much about this thing, but um, that's what we're taught to do. And, you know, financial companies make all the money when we're not in control of that money. Think about it. Like, are you in control of your retirement plan? No. What do people even know about their retirement? They know when they get their statement, if the balance went up or down, and maybe, maybe they know if they're in conservative, moderate, or high risk, and they don't have access to that money. So right now, there's gonna be a ton of opportunities. You're in real estate and you talk about business, but how many opportunities are gonna come out of this COVID recession? Like how many came out of 2008 and nine? More than we can count, and that's gonna happen over again. So now that these opportunities are out, if you don't have cash and money to take advantage of opportunities, you're dead in the water. You literally might as well just put your head in the sand. And that's what we've been taught to do because that keeps us not in control of our money. It keeps financial companies in control. And how about banks? Like, let's, let's go into banks for a second. Like, I just left my bank and my bank, I just made a large deposit and they're like, uh, instantly, well, you know, hey, we've got this great promotion to give you half a percent on your money. And I'm sitting here trying to be nice because I like her, but I'm sitting here thinking, what are you smoking? Seriously, like you're gonna give me half a percent and what are you gonna do? You're gonna take my money, you're gonna lend that money out at six, seven, eight percent. You're gonna make 400 to 1300% on my money and I'm not even in control because I can't walk into this bank and take that $100,000 back out of the bank. Like you won't just give me a hundred grand. I got to fill paperwork out and, and I got to listen to your teller tell me that, oh, we can't just give you that much. We can only give you 3000 today. But if you come back tomorrow, we'll give you some more. I don't have tomorrow. Time's valuable. I need my money right now. Like my watch says, they won't give it to you. So are we truly in control of our money? The answer is absolutely not because we've never been taught to be in control of our money. Yeah. And we, you know, we, we go towards pleasure or run from fear. And a lot of this is hope, right? So we hope it's going to be there at 59 and a half. We hope that potentially the story of the narrative will change that maybe potentially will be in a lower tax rate. all these things that, that have been told and where it stops is people get so comfortable with the narrative, right? I mean, the marketing that's out there to just say, yeah, trust us with your money. We'll all be fine in these years. And everybody says, okay, but they don't want to dive into it because it may hurt, right? They may not be in a good position and, and the, uh, the reality 
mentality to say, I'm not in a good position right now. Well, okay, that that's the reality, but you have to look to change, but just hoping, right? I mean, cause it is a big hope, right? You could retire at a lucky moment and your portfolio was up, okay, great. Or you could be right now where, you know, potentially you need this money, or it was that time that you would plan, you, you and your wife had saved up for that 30, 40, 50 years, you've done all the hard work and now it's basically sunk, you know, and now you can't, right? Cause you, you can't, you, you're gonna live longer, you, you know, and even the, the what blows my mind is that I mean it's still an archaic process right like so this was happening when when people weren't living to these these ages right and we're gonna be living to what 120 sooner or later probably then, oh what yeah are gonna, what are you likely. gonna do that yeah and what are you gonna do then when, when this money is running out and running out quicker and quicker because everything of course as you said costs more um what what is that first step for someone today that, that says you know what you're right you're you're absolutely right I have no idea what's happening behind the curtain there. I literally just hoped it's gonna work out. If, if you were that person today and you just and your eyes just went, whoa, okay, what, what would be that first logical step? Well, you just said the first logical step is accepting and realizing there is a problem because that's the biggest problem is people don't realize there's a problem. They just think this is how it is, which they don't understand. This is not how it is. You go talk to multimillionaires and billionaires, they will talk about money and they will tell you what they do. And you'll sit there and your mind will explode because you'll be like, whoa, 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 hold on a second. That's what you're doing with money? I thought you were doing all this stuff that I'm doing like stocks and buying Apple and doing all this. And, and, and the multimillionaires and billionaires are like, oh gosh, no, you know, we do a little bit of that, but that's not what we do with money. You know what we do with money? We move our money. We mimic what the banks do. So step number one is realize that there's a problem. Step number two is you need to you need to learn how money really works. And, and where that starts is understand that money sitting idle is the worst kind of money. You put your money in a bank account. Like she was offering me 50 like basis points, which is half a percent. She thought that was good. She thought I was gonna be excited about putting my money in this. And I'm just thinking to myself, do you realize it at 50 basis points? I'm so used to Wall Street talk, but that's half a percent that I am losing right now, one and a half percent of my money every single year to do inflation. And that's what people are excited about. Oh, we'll do this CD for 36 months and we'll give you one, one or 1.2%. 1 Here's the thing people need to understand. And this is more than a, you know, the time that we're gonna have, but you know, I have books I'll give away to your audience. The first thing that people need to understand is they need to mimic what the banks do. And it sounds complicated. You're like, oh, I don't know how money, I don't understand money. I don't understand the stock market. Good, you don't need to. But do you understand that you give up 90 cents of every dollar to other people? And if you really wanted to build wealth, wouldn't it make more sense just to start there instead of working harder, working longer, taking more risk to build your wealth? Because that's what people think. If I wanna build wealth, I gotta work harder, I gotta work longer, I gotta take more risk, and I gotta have somebody else help me with this. Just the opposite, really. Why don't we just start with taking back the money we're giving away to everybody else? So you want a good return on a very guaranteed basis? Let's start with your credit cards. You got credit cards and credit cards average 15 to 30% interest, right? Whatever they are, it doesn't matter. You, some people would say, oh, we do that 0% credit card thing. That, that will end, but let's just assume 15%. What if we had a method, a way where we could put our money somewhere and we could earn uh, you know, an interest rate, let's just say guaranteed 4%. Now, you can't get that at your bank, but I know where you can get that. A 4% return, and then I can immediately put the money there and I can take that money right back out. But when I take that money out, I don't interrupt my interest that I'm earning on that money. I take that money and I pay off Visa. And let's just say I was paying Visa $100 a month, the bare minimum, and they're getting 15%. So I'm just giving Visa the $100, which is the interest. But now I have found this method in this way to pay Visa off, 
But now that $100, most people would just pay these off and they, they would just go below the 100 bucks. Someone who's smart and wealthy people, what they would do is they would take that $100 they were giving away, they would move that money back into their own financial system, their own banking system, as I would call it. Now, what did you just make? Well, you're making 4% over on the left side, right? You took the money out, and now, how much money am I actually making? Well, I was given Visa 15%, so now am I not making 15% plus some of that 4% I got to keep? Like, whoa, like that's a novel idea. All I did is I moved my money. I didn't just leave my money sitting, I moved it. And we could go deep into this, but I mean, think about what you do with your money today. Most people have home equity lines of credit or they have equity in their house right now. That's gonna go away just like it did in 2009 because as real estate takes hold of this recession that's coming, because everybody thinks the recession's come and gone, folks, you only thing you've gotten is an invite to the recession party. Do you realize they haven't even served appetizers yet? The main course is still yet to come. So don't even think that this thing's even taken hold. Look back to 2007, right? That's when the recession started back then, but people didn't even realize they think it started in 2008. No, watch the movie, The Big Short, if you really wanna learn the truth, because that movie's fantastic. I don't mean to go long on this, but all we need to do is find a method to take back the money that we're giving away to everybody else. And that is how you start to build wealth. And once you take that money back, then you redeploy that money into things like real estate, into syndication, into multifamilies. You need mailbox money because that's what's gonna set you free. Having money in your bank, having equity in your house, that does nothing for you. Actually, you will be the next poor person if that's the way you're trying to become rich by saving money that way. Literally, like Robert Kiyosaki said it best, you need to move your money. And when you move your money, that money that's being moved needs to create passive income. You guys are kings at this. You know, you, you know all about this. Like real estate is one of the greatest investments, but it's not the only place, but it is certainly one of the most stable places you will put money that will create mailbox money. And, and again, I'm trying to be respectful. I don't wanna, I could go deep into this, but 401ks, uh, IRAs, moving to self-directed IRAs, equity in your house. How about having your house pay for your car? We just need to move money and learn how to do this. And I teach it, it's very, very simple. So for this, and, and for us, for our syndication, we've seen a lot of people transition out. They, they moved to the self-directed IRA just because they, you know, I, I worked at a bank for 20 years and I left that bank in another bank and my money is just exposed, right? And so it's the same thing with even investing in Apple. If you don't like what they're doing, it's not like you can call up Apple and say, I don't like your marketing strategy. You know, at least for that point, you can predict where you're going, right? And what you're saying is taking back control, right? So you get your guaranteed return. Are we are we going down for infinite, infinite banking? Is that, that is that's that that's one of the methods, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, there's okay. several methods, yeah. but that's certainly the one that I use. But you know, well, I'm not here to just go deep into that route. Yeah, I do too, and it's 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 magical, right? So you, you yeah. take back that control right there, okay. and now and you pay, and you put it out there, and now you do that. Now you can take your money, you create that arbitrage, like and what what people need to understand is that it's coming from a pool. It's not coming from your your bank, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's saying it's so so you're still getting. You have a. I don't know, hundred thousand dollars in cash or cash value there, you're still getting that return on that. Even money. when that like, money's been taken out. Correct. That's what people and don't so, understand. Yeah. And once you lay that out and you say, okay, cool, I'm gonna pay, you know, a some some uh interest rate back to them. But if you are learning how to use your money right and flow that money, now you're making that arbitrage. And it's, it, it is just like you said smart people know how to keep their money flowing know when to not just go they, they go into to debt for debt that can be used in a way to create value not debt on a car or a tv or something else that that really you know once you take it off the lot or, or you know you're not going to get any any return from it right and so right. doing it the smart way and it's incredible what what are some of the um characteristics of, of the program that well let me rephrase that 
moving your money, how do you like to move your money from it? What are some of your um, your your most interesting platforms that you'd like to put your money into to, to complement what you're doing with them? Well, I mean, it, it's multifaceted. Real estate's my my main foundation, but how do I get real estate? Well, infinite banking is the, the my money, every penny. Like she she said that about the bank, right? Because I, I did. I just deposited a very large sum of money, and the banker was frothing at the mouth, like thinking, "Oh my God!" And I said, "No disrespect, Sue, but that money will be gone. I already wrote the checks." Well, what are you doing with it? Are you are you are you buying something? I said, "No, no, no. I'm just moving it to a different bank." Oh, I, I, did we not do something? No, 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 no. Not a bank, but a mutually owned insurance company. I put all my money over there because they pay me four percent plus I get a dividend, which means right now I'm making six point two. And unless you can match six point two or tell me a better place to make that, that's I'm sorry where my money's going to go. So I put it there, but I don't leave it there. Some people right now would be so excited to make six point two. To me, if I only made six point two, I have absolutely completely failed. So I put the money there, and as fast as that money clears, which is thirty six hours, I take it and I move it. And what do I do with it? Okay. So now let's talk about where my money goes from my mutually or my uh, specially designed whole life policy, which is infinite banking. I put it there and I move it. And where does it go? Okay. Some of it's right now in the stock market. I day trade. I've been doing this for 20 years, but I will tell people right now, if you think you're going to day trade these markets, get ready for the biggest magic trick on earth. Because this right here, what I'm looking at, I got a screen with all my trades and everything. This is the biggest manipulation I've seen ever. You think 2008 was bad? What is happening right now? Trump's yeah. 2000 by about 10. You know, Grant Cardone's 10x, this is going to 10x 2008. You just watch, wait. But I, I moved some there because I am making a little bit, but I'm so conservative with stocks. I, I, I'm in a trade in the morning and I'm out, but I, I move money there yeah. just to kind of play with it. But then where I move some of the other money is right now, I've slowed my real estate buying. Matter of fact, I've been selling a lot of my multifamilies right now. We had a large rental portfolio that we've been buying since 2014. The pricing right now is the highest I've seen it. So Warren Buffett says, buy low, sell high, and don't lose money. Well, how do you not yeah. lose money? You sell at the high point. I'm, I'm selling it and I'm making a ton of money. But people are like, yeah, but you're giving up your passive income. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to sell it and I'm going to buy it on the way down again because it was super fun building it. Why not do it over? and over, but I'm just gonna keep protecting myself by getting out in the top. So now that I'm not buying a lot of real estate, then what would I do? I do a lot of private lending. I loan a ton of money out, not just mine, but other people's money as well through private funds, reg D's and reg A's, and we lend a lot of money. And my personal money is constantly in motion, making between 10 and 12% in private lending. And then the, the last thing that we still do is we take a lot of, I take money from my infinite banking, and I'm just talking real estate here, and I, I spend it on marketing. You might think that I'm, you know, you know, just pissing money in the wind doing that, but actually, you know what? I have figured out the marketing through KPIs that every dollar I spend, I know what my return is going to be within a, a pretty good, you know, narrow margin of error. So if I put money in marketing, I got wholesale deals I can do. I got some that I keep for flips because we got to keep our crews moving. And also we are still buying multifamilies, but I'm making the, the lowest offers that when someone accepts it, I honest to God feel bad right now because I'm just, I know it's going lower. So those are just some of the things I'm moving my money into. You know, what, what's um, interesting what you said there is that for a lot of people who are younger, maybe in their 20s, we just had like a bull run 12 years, almost 10, 10 mm -hmm. years that, you got that it. we were just going up. Right. And so you haven't seen this narrative. You know, one of the things that I did differently from, you know, I was in a, I, I was in a different world. I was in a different space back in, you know, to that. But when that happened, um, I didn't take action because I didn't know to take action. This time I took action. Right. So, I mean, looking at stocks, like, you know, it, it, I had a set pool where I was just like, I mean, none of this makes sense. You know, I, I was saying to my wife the other day, I was like, 
I, I couldn't even, if I guessed 50 times of where the stock market's going today, I would get lucky, <laughs> get lucky one time and the other 49 times I would be completely wrong. Oh right? my God, dude, you're and, so absolutely right. It's, it's just comical. It, I, and I don't mean to look away from the screen, but I just want to see, cause I bet you any money today we have a reversal. We just, just did it. Oh my it's God, nuts, it's comical. Right? It's, it's, yeah, so. it's, it's the magic show, man. If you like magic, just watch the stock market because this is magic. And I know way more than I'm going to talk about in this show about it because some of that stuff is dangerous if I start talking about it. But I know what the dark pools are doing, what the hedge funds are doing. And if I told you that, it would scare the living crap out of you because they're not doing much of anything. And you think, why is the markets moving like this? It's computers, you can't beat computers. And it's yeah, going to take true. your money so fast. Let me let me talk about one other thing because I think this is a really tangible thing people can really, really wrap their head around. Like maybe you're not in a position, maybe you're young and this is the first recession you've gone through. Well, welcome to the show. I, I learned this in the early 2000s. I was self-employed. I had retail stores selling skateboards, snowboard shops. I was a pro snowboarder. And in 2000, nice. yeah, that's my background. Yeah. We didn't even really talk yeah. about it, but I have failed just yeah. so everybody knows. I almost went bankrupt in 2008. And then I started nine buying real estate till 2014. And then I lost it all again because I didn't understand how money worked. But here I am today. So. Here's one thing you can really get a handle on. So you understood that you got to move money, right? And we understand we got to take back the money that we're giving away to everybody else. So let me just give a, I, I teach by talking about real examples. So I just bought my wife, my, we just had a baby. She's three weeks old now. Actually, she's a month old today. I'm sorry. It's a month old. Yeah. Thank you, Viviana. And as a, it's called a push gift. I bought my wife a new safe SUV. And that SUV, when you buy a vehicle, you can buy it three ways. Cash, okay, which if you pay cash, you literally just gave up the earning potential of your money for a depreciating asset. Worst thing you could possibly do. Second thing, you could take a loan. Most common, if you're gonna buy a vehicle, you could take a loan or you could lease it if you got a business and you want the right off, but I think that's a bad option. So what we did is, you know, when we did this, we went to the dealership, we negotiated the car, the payment was like $956. I kept going back and forth. Men have a lot of fun with negotiating with these guys. Yeah, and, sure. and they got all done with this, this whole negotiation and we struck the deal at the monthly payment. And he's super excited. I'm like, okay, great, yeah, so let's let's do it. And he's like, all right, perfect, let me get the finance paperwork. I'm like, no, 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 I don't, I don't need to finance it. I'm gonna pay cash for the car. He's like, then why did we just spend all this time going back and forth to the manager? because I knew this car guy. And, and I'm yeah. like, because I needed to know how much to pay myself back at, silly. Like, I wanted to know what the lowest rate you would give me because now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pay cash for that car. I'm gonna take it out of these stupid, specially designed whole life policies I have. I'm gonna pay for the car. And then what I'm gonna do is that $954 a month that I would have given to you or whatever bank you put me with, and you would have made money on that. I'm sorry, buddy, but you'll make money in the car. I'm gonna take that 954, I'm just gonna every month pay it back to myself. I'm literally just gonna pay myself back the money that I would have paid anyway for that car. Like, yeah. think of how simple that is. Everything you're gonna buy, you're gonna buy it either with cash or you're gonna finance it. So look at everything that you finance. What if you, instead of financing it and giving everybody else those monthly payments, what if you could just pay those payments back to yourself? And you all think that that's a pipe dream or like that sounds too good to be true. Folks, wake up, wake up. It isn't too good to be true. Actually, it's incredibly logical, mathematically 100% possible and it will work every single time. You might not be able to start buying cars like that immediately, but give yourself a few years of saving. And then all of a sudden you're gonna watch your life change. That's how easy is that to do? Instead of paying somebody else, I pay myself. And I do that with everything. Commercial lines of credit, when I have commercial lines for my business, what I try to do is devise a system to then pay those commercial lines off. And maybe I don't pay them off all at once, but let's say I pay it down by 10 grand, right? I make a $10,000 payment on my commercial line of credit, which I'm giving the bank 8.25%. 
that payment that I'm paying the bank then reduces by, let's just call it a hundred bucks for simple math. That hundred dollars that it reduced, I'm not going to just go blow that. I take it and I move it back into my banking system. That's how you build wealth, folks. This is what the wealthy know that you don't. This is what the banks do that you don't know that they do. And this is what every Fortune 100 and 500 company does. They move money because everything has to be in motion, but we are taught to park money and let it sit so that other people can move our money. It's a logical, financial, genius idea. You know, there's a few things, um, I, I, of course, you always love diving into history because it just continues to repeat, right? So the one thing, even from the banking system, you can look into self-banking and, and it is possible. And if you're young saying, I don't have capital to start, well, you can get a much, even a more attractive program the younger you are, the healthier you are, so look into it, uh, but even, having money in the bank does not mean it's safe, right? You know, there are times over history, even times recently in other countries where they will freeze you from taking money out, right? So if you're you're in a different country, you think about that happening here, um, it's happened before, it can happen again. And just because Absolutely. you have the FDIC that says your money is safe up to 250,000, well, they can wipe that out too, you know? So, so just because you think it's there, like, and oh, I see it, there's this thing that always shows me and I'm so safe by this, well, you can just overrule that done you know so your money is no longer safe right and so if we look at that and you say well well maybe i could take it back and you do that yes you can create that narrative because right now it's just um it's that, that first step of action right that first step yeah. of just moving there um so first child yeah yeah she is yeah, yeah i'm 42 awesome. and i waited a while because i just uh i grew up very i'm not gonna say i grew up poor because there's people that grew up far poor but i didn't grow up with much i'll tell you that right now very humble yeah. mom raised me dad you know he was an alcoholic and but anyway not going there so growing up, I didn't have money. If I wanted something, I had to go out and mow lawns, which mom walked with me and did it. I had to shovel driveways and that's how I bought my dirt bikes, my four wheelers, my BMX, my skateboards and built the skateboard ramps and all that nonsense. But you know, that's why I've kind of, I, I've learned this stuff because I never had this stuff back then. And it was very strange to me, you know, when I was growing up, when I saw people that had money and I'm just like, well, why do they have things we don't? You know, when you're growing up like that, you just don't realize what you don't, you don't know what you don't know. And um, I think one of the biggest problems to everything that we're talking about is a statement or a quote that Will Rogers made. And Mark Twain said something very similar. And Will Rogers said, the biggest problem in America is not what people don't know. The biggest problem in America is what people think they know that just ain't so. How many times in your life has somebody tried giving you advice on something you're trying to do? You got a dream and a goal and you start doing it and somebody tries giving you advice, but yet you take that advice and it stops you from getting to your goal. If you really just took one additional step and you looked at that person, you said, you know, is that person living my perfect day? Is that person living my dream? Is that person living the way that I want to live? If the answer is no, no, and no, why in the world would you ever take advice from that person? But we do. And those people, who are they? They're, they're the people closest to you. To me, it was my dad. It was my family. It was my closest friends because they thought they knew what they didn't know. That's the biggest problem. We take advice from people that haven't lived the life we want, which is why, and I don't mean to say you have to go to multimillionaires or billionaires, but you do need to get in a network of people that are doing what you want. Like, you know, Jason, like you guys are doing amazing things. You know, your listeners, follow your story. Learn from your failures and from your successes and learn how you did it. You know, everybody wants to quit their job and be an entrepreneur, but nobody really realizes what that actually means. It means working longer than everybody else, doing what everybody else is unwilling to do. It means failing. And if you're afraid to fail, then entrepreneurship's not for you. And it requires you having to figure things out and learn to be a one-stop shop in your business, which is cleaning toilets, plunging toilets. It is doing bookkeeping and accounting and all that. And if you don't have the ability to do those or the willingness to learn how, 
well then trading hours for dollars might be for you. I, I don't, I mean, it's a hard fact, but the truth hurts. You know, one, one of the things that is constantly part about the podcast is that we started this j just to get better at questions, right? Because if I, I can't get a good answer, if I don't know a good question, and sometimes the people around you, they mean that they love you, but they, they don't have the resources either. So what they're coming to you, you have to say, okay, could there be a potential another way, right? And so I usually see success fail on, on three ways. It's um, just a lack of focus and commitment. Um, giving up too easily, assuming that's going to happen um, really like overnight, right? Overnight success. And, and lastly, is just caring what people think, right? And just having that part where you're so caught up in what someone might say or what someone says that, that it either um, keeps you from doing or puts you in a place where you do something just because that's like you said, what you heard. And um, it, it's amazing, but that, that's it's pretty much paramount. And to get out there and to speak to other people, and there's no there's no reason not to today because you have so much access to reach people in so many different capacities. And But you have to be willing to, I think some, so many times people think they're going to look dumb, but in, in that point, it's a logical question because you, you may not ask it, but literally 50 people in the room are hoping someone asked this question and no one wants to I respect to people that ask that hard question. I respect the yeah. hell out of that. Yeah. And it takes a lot, right? It takes it a lot, but, but you'll learn more from asking what you perceive a dumb question because ultimately, you know, even, even lots of times when people are speaking, right? So I may not cover a topic because I think everybody, maybe I just would gloss over it. Everybody potentially knows that, but getting down to the basics is where it's at, right? Because people, if you can give them the most complicated system, that's foolproof, but if they don't understand the basic point right here, you know, like we talked about, like the basic first step is that you need to understand where you are currently, right? So you can give them the magical formula. Here's the magical formula, but you don't, if you don't say, well, here's, here's the pot to make it in, right? They'll say, okay, I get the magic formula, but I don't know what to do with it. Cause it's just, it's just this formula, but I don't know where to mix it in. Right. And if you don't start with that basic part and ask those hard questions today, well, then you're just going to be here, there and down the road, the same person. And if you're okay with that, fine. But if you're not okay with where you are today, which is a, a lot of the world, well, there's no reason you can't get get forward. So well, well said, Jason. Honestly, well said. And and you know, it's uh, a lot of people you know that are listening to this are going to have a lot of questions, and you know they're going to be thinking, well, I don't have the money to save. Well, you know, okay, a lot of people don't. But what you also can do is you can start with how about the equity in your house that's that's sitting there doing nothing to get you any further. It's literally sitting on your couch, eating your potato chips, drinking your soda while watching your TV. And who's out hustling? You are. How about we take that money and we put that money to work and then we use that money that went to work to make you more and then that money pays for your car payment. See, that's the thing that people think. They think, oh, I gotta have all this money to make money. No, you have access to money. You just don't know how to use it yet. You don't know how to make your money go work. Your money just sits lazy because that's what you've been taught to do with it. Same thing with your 401k. Hey, markets are dropping, 401ks are going down and there's a lot more room for them to go down further. But what you have, well, the CARES Act allows you to take more money out in loans now. So what if you took a loan from your 401k and you put that money to work in some of the fashions that we just talked about? The beauty is, is well, the bad thing is you got to pay that money back. Okay, with interest. The good news is that the interest is paid back to yourself. And now you have that money to go out there and do things like I said. If you're paying 15% on your credit cards, why wouldn't you take the money from your 401k and a loan, pay the credit cards off, take the money you were given the credit cards, pay it right back to your 401k. How much money did you just make? Well, if your credit card was 15% plus the 5%, hypothetically, you're paying back, you know, on the 401k loan. How much did you just make there? 20%. Look at your statements. How often do you make a consistent 20% on your, your stocks? <laughs> Not very often. I just showed you literally the simplest thing in the world to do and you're struggling because you're, you're buried in debt. Like, you know, the average household family has $30,000 in credit card debt. 
and they don't know how to get out of it. Like it's literally so simple and you can build wealth doing it. Um, I don't want to go too long because I know we could talk about this all day long, but yeah, would, it's fun. To, to help people, yeah. could would it be okay if I gave two of my books away for free to your audience? 100%. Yeah. Okay. So, so I got two books, one for real estate investors. I wrote this book. It's called the private money guide. I literally wrote the book on private money. A lot of the things I've been talking about are in this book. This shows you the sources and the solutions to finding money and where to go, but how not to ask for it. You see, if you want money, let me give you the biggest tip to raising private money. You want money for your real estate deals, for your syndications, for your multifamilies, for your flips, go out and solve people's problems. If you focus on you, 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 you'll never be successful. But if you change one thing, and that one thing is you now focus on changing people's, other people's lives by solving their problems, because you, in real estate, we have the ability to solve a lot of people's problems. Then you all of a sudden will find wild success in what you do. Zig Ziglar said it best. If you help enough people get what they want, you'll get what you want. But that requires you giving. That requires you solving problems. So that book, I'll give away for free. And I'm going to give you the link for these. This is the real one. Mapping Out the Millionaire Mystery. I just finished this book. It, it's been flying off the shelves and this book is the secrets. Everything you heard Jason and I talking about is in this with examples, with how to use it in real estate, with how to get all the money back for every single car you're gonna buy, drive and own. Mapping Out the Millionaire Mystery. It's the secrets of the wealthy. So here's how you get them. And Jason, I don't know if you'll put the link up, but it's moneyschoolrei.com slash book. Okay, moneyschoolrei.com slash book gets you the private money guide. And these are free, just so you know, I'm giving you the free links. Mapping out the millionaire mystery is moneyschoolrei.com slash new book. Very simple. One is book, awesome. one is new book. And we'll give you the book for free, you just pay the shipping. And I'm telling you, those two books, if you read them and apply that knowledge, it will change everything you're doing. I love it. I love it. And uh, I appreciate I you allowing smile. me to give those away. Smile. Yeah, and that's amazing. I was smiling because um, we have a talk track about how to raise money, and it's, it's stop asking for it, right? Find out how you can help because it all comes back to it, it comes back to the basic human needs, right? If I come to you, you your first reaction is, well, it, I'm literally back in the ice age. It just help me eat, sleep, survive, or eat, 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 you know, eat, live, survive. And if it doesn't fit those needs, well, then I'm just going to write it off, right? And so many times I don't ask the question, right? Because I, I can literally have the greatest thing in the world and it just might not be right for you, but I haven't asked the question to know that. And then so people will stop or do something silly because they'll assume it's them, but they haven't done the first thing. How can you help the other person? And once you start there, it like, I'm sure the book's going to put there. It's um, I definitely, uh, that's awesome. So I appreciate it. It's the key to everything. It's the key yeah. to success. It yeah, truly is that if I, if when people ask me, what is the number one piece of advice you can give to people? And you know what I say? I say, give more, give more and solve more people's problems. And that might not seem good, but you know, giving doesn't mean you have to write a check. It doesn't mean you have to write a check to a charity. You know what giving is? Call somebody that's down and get them to smile. Yeah. Call somebody that needs to be lifted up and lift them up, compliment them. Those are the simple things, right? Give up a parking spot, push a shopping cart for an elderly person. These are the kind of givings that really set you apart. And you know what? The universe, what doesn't matter what you believe, will answer back. And, and that's just where it begins. Then all of a sudden, when you do start making money, do good things with that money. Help people, give you know, to people. It doesn't have to be monetary, but give things that mean even more than giving them money. Awesome. Chris, I, I've really enjoyed this. I super appreciate your time. Um, definitely, we'll get your book up there. I, I, really want to get that out to the group here because it's going to be great. great so thank you so much we appreciate you. my pleasure my pleasure all right an everyone being on. that was an awesome show definitely got to check out the links here check out the books i i love the message i love the narrative i'm living that myself so it's something you can follow through on that point see you soon
Join us for your second cup of coffee every Monday through Friday at noon. Live every day brings us our best content we've done so far. Super excited, super engaging, bunch of great guests. We're here to answer your questions and we so appreciate you listening. Make sure to check this out. Can't wait to see you.